And here's number five. Today is gonna be top five exercises for upper body. I'm gonna, I'm gonna list them off really quick. Number one is gonna be bench. Number two is gonna be overhead press. Number three is gonna be pull-ups. Four, bent over row. And five, dips, but on a dip bar, not on a bench. Okay, I'm gonna go over regressions that if some of these exercises cause you pain, some reasons why they may be causing you pain, some other muscles that get some help when you're doing these workouts, and why I think the best ones and what they give you. Starting with number one, bench press. Bench press is when done at, 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 at full range of motion and with correct form is the best for chest development. Why? Because it allows us to open up and get a stretch of the chest muscle unlike most exercises do. You know, when it comes to certain chest machines or, or chest uh, uh, stations, they don't necessarily allow for full range of motion. You're already starting with some uh, extension in your arm. So you're not, you're not able to get your elbows past your spine, which allows for a full chest stretch. Along with that, we're getting some tricep recruitment out of it because your chest doesn't push things alone. You get help from your arm. Now, we don't necessarily want that help to come from our shoulder because, and that will come if we're out of a, a proper positioning. If we don't get our shoulder blades together, we're gonna fall naturally into this concave positioning. And now the head of my shoulder will take the, the motion over and push the weight more than my chest should be. So again, if I'm able to get myself into this optimal position for chest uh, movement, then I can also get some nice chest, I'm sorry, tricep recruitment out of that pushing motion. On top of that, uh, I think that if you do a good job of balancing flat bench with incline and bench, then you're going to get a good balance of not only your chest development, but chest strength. Yes, there's an upper part of your chest, but some people uh, worry too much about the lower part. And there is a difference. And you'll see it when men kind of get that under boob and still have a flat top, uh, at least for the chest. That means that they're ignoring the, uh, at least other angles as far as how your chest can work. In positioning so if you simply if you put yourself at a bit of an incline and then you do your chest uh, presses from there then you're gonna get some nice upper chest development and if you're worried about uh, chest or I'm sorry if you're worried about bench press bothering the shoulder at all if you do it from the floor there's no possible way there's that you can get some uh, tweakish type mo motion or movement on the shoulder because the floor is going to be stopping you from your elbows going past your spine. And that's what I hear a lot of. I was doing bench and when I got to the bottom of it, my shoulder was just bothering me. Probably because, like I said, if we don't get that positioning of the upper, of the, of the upper body and we get all the way down here, then hey, my chest is, I'm sorry, my, my shoulder is taking over all that pushing. So that's not, that's not what we want. And that's for bench press. Second is overhead press with a barbell. Mind you, these are both uh, bench and overhead press. I'm talking about done, being done with a barbell. So for overhead press, it's like the squats for the upper body. The shoulder is the most mobile joint that we have, or one of the most mobile joints that we have. So just like our legs, if we ignore what they're capable of, we're gonna be missing out in a lot more areas than just our, our pressing part of our shoulder, okay? When it comes to overhead press, we need a stable back of our shoulder. We need the muscles in the backside to be just as active as the ones that are pressing on the front side. Uh, example, your lower traps. Your lower traps are the ones that help keep your scapula or your shoulder blade in a, in a nice 
a safe position to keep your shoulder in its joint. Uh, I know this is all kind of complicated, but it's all really important as far as helping people avoid injury and, and small, you know, just uh, pains and aches that can turn into a bigger injury. So again, going through it with full range of motion and control, we're not just getting the front part of our shoulder, we're getting the back side of it too. It also helps with balancing the look of our upper body. What would, how, how would you feel if you have huge arms, huge forearms, you got a big chest, super wide back, and then just tiny shoulders? It, it, it's throwing off your, your look, one, and two, it's going to mess up some of your lifts. If you're strong enough to do a lot of weight on bench, but your shoulders are kind of lacking, you're going to feel pain. If you're trying to do uh, certain lifts that require the backside of your shoulder to be active and be strong, then we're going to be missing on those areas too. So again, not only is it trying to balance things out for looks, you want to be able to balance things out for functionality as well. For number three, I put pull-ups. And a pull-ups is a, a scary a scary sounding thing for some people because a lot of people can't do pull-ups. Now granted, there are tons of variations to help us get our way up to a pull-up, but when you get there, it is one of the biggest yielding workouts for your back. Not a lot of workouts are we able to mimic the amount of weight that we're pulling when it comes to a pull-up. I weigh about 175 pounds. Not often do I go over to a row machine, whether I'm pulling in front of me or pulling from uh, above me, do I go straight over to the 170 or 160. I start off a little bit lower than that and start working my way up. So my point is, it's, it's not easy to imitate the movement that we get from a pull-up. Now, for those who can't do a pull-up, there are variations like a TRX row or an inverted row. And if you want to just jump right into it because you're almost there, I think one of the best uh, variations is taking a box, putting yourself close closer to the bar, and starting in that already pulled up position and letting yourself down slowly. You want to be able to work the way down just as much as you want to work the way up. And I think I find that that variation helps people the quickest get to feel more comfortable during the pull-up. And here's my most helpful tip that I'll make free. Stop going wide with your pull-ups. The wider we go, the less lat recruitment that we have. When people start going out here, now they're turning it into a rear delt pull that's the back of your shoulder. We want our hands to be directly above us. Now I can get a deeper pull with my lats. And after all that, or if you're already comfortable with your pull-ups and you feel like just your body weight isn't enough, now it's time to start adding weight. Whether you're holding a dumbbell with your feet, you have a belt on and it's attached to a plate or something like that, I think that should be the next step. Instead of asking people, how many pull-ups can you do? I think the next coolest thing or the next best thing which is to start asking people, hey, how much weight are you adding to your pull-up? Because yeah, it's relative to your strength pulling your weight, but how much weight can you take along with yourself? And with that, if you're not necessarily uh, ready to do pull-ups or if you can't get yourself to, to the, all those variations and regressions, that's okay. I think the next best thing for lat development is the bent over row. Whether that's with a dumbbell, with a barbell, with kettlebells, whatever it is, you're pulling something from in front of you, but in a hinge position. So not only are you using your back, keeping yourself in that hinge position and keeping yourself uh, postured up in that position, you're using the, your back that way, you're also having to row things. So it's a double whammy there. Now, if you're worried about 
putting too much strain on your lower back, staying in that hinge position while you're holding weights. You can still do a bent over row, but while you're laying across a bench that's at an incline, then you're off of your feet, your back isn't having to wor uh, worry about keeping yourself up, and you're able to focus more on the lat recruitment and getting your elbows pulled past your spine. I think it's important to note though that getting really good at a bent over row doesn't necessarily mean that you're going to get good at doing pull-ups because one one of those workouts you're pulling from in front of you the other one you're pulling from above you you're pulling yourself up i should say so i think it's all it's really important to note that the only thing that's going to get you better at a movement is practicing the movement that you're trying to get better at that's like the example uh, when people used to assume that doing a lot of push-ups or being good at push-ups is going to help you get good at bench. And little do they know, it does not. So if you want to get better at something, you got to keep practicing it. And for number five, I think number five belongs to, this was a little bit, took a little bit of a debate. Uh, number five belongs to dips, but on a dip bar. And let me tell you why. For those of you who understand anatomy, your glenohumeral joint, so that's your shoulder and your upper arm joint, only has about 50 to 70 uh, degrees range of motion behind you. When you're doing things like a bench dip, you're taking that joint all the way up to about 90 degrees. Just trying to show just uh, what that looks like is putting pressure on my shoulder. The head of my shoulder, which is supposed to be back here, is now out of position and pointed a completely opposite direction that it needs to be. And then on top of that, you're adding a push to it and then the stress of your body weight into that joint. So if you've ever done that motion and you felt pain after that, understand that it's natural because that movement isn't natural. Again, if you if you have access to dip bars, and finding your, your width with your hands is also really important because you want your wrist under your elbow. If you start having that negative uh, angle right there, you're putting pressure on your elbow and your wrist. So you're going to feel pain three different places. So if you're able to find that, that width with your hands, then you're able to keep yourself postured up, then you can do the movement safely. What I don't want is someone bothering their shoulder because they're trying to get bigger in the gym, but they just didn't know that your arm isn't supposed to go that far back. Not only is the uh, dips on a dip bar super beneficial for your triceps, you're actually getting chest development and chest uh, recruitment out of that. Just in the position that you, if you're doing it correctly, if you lean forward while you're lean, I'm sorry, while you're up on the bars, you're actually getting the bottom of your chest to push toward the end of the motion. So again, it's just getting the most out of a lift instead of just working about, I was worrying about one muscle group. So this one was an easier one. Long story short, if you're trying to gain size or if you're trying to tone up, or you're trying to add muscle or whatever synonym you can think of that means pick up weights, these are the five you should be doing. Bench press, whether that's from a normal bench with a barbell or on the floor with a barbell. You, you set that up on a, on a squat rack, lay on the floor, unrack it. Overhead press. If you don't have the shoulder mobility for that, start off with a Z press. You're sitting, you're sitting on the floor, legs straight out. Work on getting your arms to go straight above your head instead of ending in front of your head. Overhead press. Pull-ups. If you can't do pull-ups, find a regression that works best for you. 
whether you're tying a band to the bar and putting it around your knee so it helps you up or going over to the pull-up machine that assists you. Whatever you can do to start the motion from some sort of ground zero is the first step. Pull-ups. Number four, bent over row. I think barbell is the best version of it. If you don't have a barbell and you have dumbbells, that'll suffice. Number five, dips on a dip bar, not a bench. From now on, if I see my friends doing dips on a bench, I'm going to call you out. And I'm going to, I'm no, you know what? I'm just going to educate you. I'm not going to call you out. There's no need for that. I'm going to educate you on why your shoulder is more important, important than your gains. Top five exercises for upper body. Thank you so much.